0: Interventions aimed at reducing physician burnout have largely targeted doctors, but there's scant evidence that these measures have actually had a meaningful impact. One reason may be that proposed solutions don't address an underlying problem, a lack of alignment between caregivers' values and the healthcare system as it's currently configured. I'm Stephen Morrissey, managing editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Pamela Hartsband, an endocrinologist at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and an assistant professor at Harvard Medical School. Dr. Hartsband has co-authored a perspective article about lessons from organizational psychology for ameliorating physician burnout. Dr. Hartsband, what do we know about the prevalence of burnout and how it's changed over the past few decades? What are thought to be the origins of what you talk about as the crisis of physician burnout?
1: Burnout is not a new thing. It's been around for a long time just by a virtue of the nature of the kind of work that physicians do, which is time-consuming and emotionally fraught. But the kind of burnout that has been increasing tremendously over the past decade seems to be tied to changes in the healthcare system, healthcare reform, and in particular, the increased utilization of the electronic medical record and the use of performance metrics. And in the setting of healthcare reform of, say, over the past decade, the prevalence and certainly the visibility of burnout has increased dramatically. In some studies, more than half of all physicians are experiencing symptoms of burnout.
0: And what kinds of approaches have organizations taken to try to address this crisis?
1: So there have been a number of solutions that have been recommended, and many of them have been targeted at the individual physician. So things like having exercise classes or teaching mindfulness, relaxation techniques, more opportunities to socialize with peers and support at home by giving, for example, increased access to childcare and so on. And then a lot of suggestions about how to be more efficient in your care of patients, cutting time off from various activities that are done and how to do that better, incorporating the electronic health record in a more efficient way. But it turns out that in a study, a recent meta-analysis of 19 controlled studies looking at about 1,500 physicians that. None of these really had a important effect on reducing burnout. And that, in my opinion, is because that's not really the problem. In fact, suggesting that physicians have an exercise class or mindfulness classes, etc., actually takes more time that most physicians feel that they don't have. So we feel that this is, as you mentioned before, because of a lack of alignment between the values of the physicians and the values of the system.
0: So as you say in your article, there are ideas from organizational psychology that might be helpful in thinking about this problem. What concepts from that field do you think are relevant and what do they say about motivation in the workplace?
1: We looked at the work of Marilyn Gagné and Edward Desi, who are psychologists who studied motivation in the workplace, and they classified motivation as either intrinsic or extrinsic. So in the case of intrinsic motivation, it's the work itself that gives you satisfaction. You find it interesting and rewarding, and it's a, it's a, it doesn't require any additional reward. And then there's extrinsic motivation. When the work is not so interesting, extrinsic motivators, for example, money, might give you a reason to be more interested in doing that work. And in the case of medicine, medicine has a lot of intrinsic motivation to it. It's a combination of intellectual challenge and understanding of science melded with altruism. And that makes it really a very intrinsically rewarding profession. And most people who go into it, go into it because they feel it's a calling. So it's a profession, not just a job, for example. And it turns out that you might think that if you put together a very intrinsically rewarding profession and added on top of that some monetary motivators, that they would be additive or maybe even synergistic. But it turns out that when you add monetary motivators or extrinsic motivators to something that's intrinsically motivating, you end up undermining the intrinsic motivation, making things worse.
0: So in order to restore physician's autonomy and to accelerate that intrinsic motivation, you suggest in your article that the electronic health record has to be reconfigured so that it's working for physicians rather than forcing physicians to work for it. What types of changes to those systems do you think are necessary and how feasible is that?
1: Just a step back for a moment. These researchers propose that there is a framework of three, let's call them pillars, to support the intrinsic motivation and they include autonomy, competence, and relatedness. So autonomy means that you have choice, you act with a sense of volition. And now in the current system, physicians have experienced a loss of autonomy, that they have a lack of control over their time, over their language, over the amount of time we spend with patients, for example, and how documentation is done. The next one, competence, which was once viewed as having a very, very deep fund of medical knowledge and knowing how to apply that appropriately, has now been redefined as understanding how to comply with metrics and to basically do the documentation in a way that will satisfy the computer system. So, checking off boxes, for example. And then finally, relatedness, which is the feeling that you belong, that you are connected to the social organization, and you want the system to value what you do. That has also become a problem for physicians who feel that the system is very much driven by metrics and money and not doesn't reward the kind of care that we want to give patients. So... What needs to be done is to bring all those things back and use the electronic medical record to help us, rather than us kind of being in service to the electronic medical record.
0: And do you see health systems as being willing to take those kinds of steps?
1: Well, I think up until now that the move has been not to make changes, to basically say that. If you can't get with the system, then maybe it's time for you to leave. And that has happened. That is partly why there's such an enormous cost more than $4 billion of loss to the medical system from doctors who are leaving because they're feeling burned out and unable to continue in their practice. But one of the interesting things that happened with the COVID epidemic which was a disastrous event for physicians and patients alike, for everyone. But it did restore some of these elements, some level of autonomy, some level of competence and relatedness as everyone came together with the same goal to take care of the patients, to take care of the problem, to understand and give everyone the best possible care. And I think this shows that the system, to some extent, can be reset. And I think as we come out of this, there are going to be many factors that will provide resistance to change because there are already financial losses. People are tired. The physicians and other healthcare professionals are tired and many sick. So, it's not going to be easy, but it would be very short sighted to assume that people will want to go back to the old system. One of the interesting things personally that I have experienced is using telehealth. And telehealth was something I really didn't know very much about before this, but we all of a sudden were catapulted into using it to see patients who were not ill enough to be in the hospital or even come to the hospital. And there is a certain level of autonomy that is involved with telehealth visits and that you can set your own schedule if you have a patient who needs to be evaluated in a more lengthy fashion than the normal schedule would permit. You can set that. The insurers are now acknowledging that this is a way to see patients and can sort of give us a sense of competence that we are giving good care even though it's in a very new way.
0: So finally, as the healthcare system moves forward, moves, we hope, out of pandemic, what do you think can be done to sustain those positive changes that you're seeing?
1: I do think that as we come back, it's very important for us to pay attention to these three elements that sustain intrinsic motivation. That where possible, physicians should be allowed more autonomy in how they practice. They should be acknowledged for their competence in taking care of patients and that they should feel aligned with the goals of the system. Clearly, there's a financial goal, but it's not the only goal. So that I think as changes are made, keeping these front and center will help to prevent burnout and hopefully reverse some of the burnout that we've already experienced.
0: Thank you, Dr. Hartzband.